off the puzzle like a jigsaw You know it's a big world, so easy to get lost I'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw, jigsaw He gon' ask the question so they better have an answer Every week a different conversation is the plan It goes round and round and round, round and round and round We just trying to figure out what this life is about I just want to say one thing concerning that. You tell Bin Laden that we made it. Okay? We made it. <laughs> <laughs> For many of you who may not know, this is the 100th episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. Y'all been rocking with us for a century of episodes, <laughs> and we are your friendly, your favorite friendly neighborhood Casa Negros. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And we are excited to bring to you this episode of your favorite podcast, the Jigsaw Podcast, where we talk about all of the things, but in particular, we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pompous circumstance of being black millennials trying to figure this thing called life out. Brian, how are you, brother? <laughs> it's a great day to be black, man. I can't complain, man. How oh yes, you? I'm doing great. You see, I put on some of my Sunday's best. I see you got the and I say some because it's only a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a special occasion, so I thought I would dress the part. It is. And this, for a little known fact, is the same bow tie we wore at Chris's wedding. It is, and it would look familiar. Okay, it look familiar. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same bow tie. The Lord, the Lord brought some things back to my remembrance. I didn't know that I remembered even how to tie a bow tie. Mm, and there I was in that mirror and immediately look at it like a Russian mighty wind hey, it came shot. through can I say something about the song I just played okay I remember how last time I had the lyrics very wrong to the hymn but I'm gonna stick mm-hmm. beside it mm-hmm. like new life supply okay I'm gonna stick beside it in this song I thought it was we made it we survived when the enemy came in to take my life I lived I made it this far by faith, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the lyric says, my future's brighter than my today. Okay. I always said, my future's brighter. There's no delay. <laughs> <laughs> How did you forget that? <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> and because he said, I'm going on with my faith. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. I made it. <laughs> I said, I I play. ain't no delay. Ain't no that my future's bright. Ain't no delay. Got it. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought Hezzy said. Mm. And I'm sitting there listening. I said, this man said my future's brighter than mine today. <laughs> Choir's got enunciate. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I shoot ninety squires did not um did not um enunciate. Um okay I, I'm sorry, I'm like looking up the song of the week. <laughs> and I was just making sure I had the right one. Okay. No, I'm sorry. My God. No, you're fine. Yeah. Uh you're fine. So we're here. Hundred hundred almost a hundred years. Hundred episodes. Yes. Millions didn't make it. But we are one of the ones who did. And we'll get into all of that a little bit later. I mean, because that's that's the episode. It's like our you know what Martin did, like the uh, all the clips and stuff, the Mm -hmm. recaps and stuff. This that's what this is gonna be without numerous clips. Y'all get the big clips and stuff at the end. Right. Usually during 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 Christmas. During Christmas time when we on break. Right. That's when y'all get that kind of stuff. But is it me or do you feel Christmassy like already? Do you feel the Christmas spirit already creeping up on you? Because it's well, I didn't. Well, I don't know that I felt it creeping up on me, but I don't ever think it's too early <laughs> to celebrate Christmas. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Yeah, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yeah. You a tie you can get me started now. Being sung by a choir and folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody, I'm surprised the Grinch is the one fulfilling Christmas. Everybody, a turkey and some mistletoe. Yeah, to make your season bright. Yeah, tiny tots with their eyes on a glow will find it hard to sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. They know that Santa on his way. Yeah, he's loading lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh, and every mother's child is going to smile to see if reindeer really know how to fly. And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Hallelujah. Bless his name. (laughs) You brought that about me. I'm thinking about Christmas. (laughs) I've been feeling like it. I don't know what's happening to Reese. I've been seeing Christmas episodes on TV and stuff like that. And um, mm-hmm. it's just it's just kind of you know creeping up on me a little early, so let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Okay, yeah. speaking of episodes, did you watch yep. the finale of P Valley? I did, so I'm all caught up. I'm pretty caught up on a lot mm-hmm. of the shows. I think no, that's not true, but yeah, I, I did. That's a 2022 new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am up. I'm caught up on P Valley, so I'm I'm good on that. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm inter. It left us in a in a place. It left us. Where we do not know if, if it's coming back, if it's going, it can come, it can, it can go. I really don't have no feelings toward P Valley where it left off. If that makes any sense, like I don't, I'm just, I'm yeah. just there. It wouldn't bother me one way. Or, I mean, I'm gonna take that back. It would bother me if it didn't yeah. come back. It's a great show. How be ever? I yeah, I think the way she ended it. We talked about this. She ended it in a way that if it didn't mm. come back, that's okay, right? Because she closed some chapters. She did. But she left it open enough to where she can pick up some storylines. Yeah. Yep. Know the shy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And please, I, where, did I watch this episode of the shy recently? I'm trying to, how many episodes are left of the shy? I'm, I'm ready for it to be over. I, so, so when I went back to it, 
I didn't see the, the last episode was the little Valentine's Day episode, which is also weird that you're showing a Valentine's Day episode in July, mm-hmm. August. But that ain't none of my business. <laughs> that speaks to the lack of continuity right. <laughs> in the show. <laughs> like, do you not know when these are going to air, ma'am? Right. Um, but yeah. They, and then I looked it up. Of- Lena ain't writing these episodes. Oh. So it was just her idea. And then mm-hmm. somebody else just has it right now. Somebody else is writing. Yeah. Yeah, it but it just goes. Yeah, to you show remember that. the last episode was Valentine's Day. Remember that but was I the everybody that, on the dates and the yeah, but and they had a Christmas episode. That's, that's why Tiffany I thought the Christmas was all mad. Yeah, it's um they just they going through a whole year of holidays <laughs> and it's just like I guess they're gonna end up on summertime shy. I think that's what the the show ends up doing. It ends up summertime shy, and but even still, like nigga, we we're going okay. into fall, and you going into show on summertime like. No. The summer is over. It's over. Effectively, the summer will end Labor Day. Mm-hmm. It technically don't end to mid-September. Mm-hmm. But for all of us who, you know, really think about something, that's the last kind of like outside holiday. That's when we consider the summer to be over. Yeah, Labor Day, right? And 20. yeah, Labor Day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so God bless the God bless the creators, the writers, and the producers of the shop because quite clearly they know some things that we as consumers just don't know. Mm-hmm. Clearly, just, just lay it lay it to rest. Lay it to rest. Just I'm already I'm already invested. R.I.P. That thing. Look, I'm already invested. So I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna stick beside it, but lay it that thing to rest. Want that a song? R.I.P. Just killed the club. Want that? Want that a song? <laughs> I don't know, but it's if it's um, not, it should be. <laughs> do you watch uh many little things yeah i watch many little things yeah, oh, that, yeah, that was... uh hold on brian that was a song wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute no that ain't me <laughs> that sounds like some little murder me. <laughs> maybe this is it yeah. this is it what's up, what's up? What's up? it's two chains <laughs> i don't know what crazy that sounds familiar <laughs> Yes, I'm familiar with this song. <laughs> okay, I ain't crazy. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> a million little things. A million little things. It's, it's going away. It's going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, no, another one it's of those the last episode. I mean, last emo season. shows. I think the last season's coming up. If there's not this one you know, currently. And I'm, yeah. I, yeah I, I'm, I'm caught all the way up. I've watched okay. every season. Um... You know, I'm not mad at that though because the seeds, the show was built around. Was it John? Is it John? Yeah, I think so. The, the death, John's death and suicide, yeah. and, and and not to say that the like there is always life after death. Shout out to Biggie. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's so it's I guess it's only so many things where you can just keep pulling from his suicide because we've already yeah. kind of tapped into some of the why and some of the consequences of, of that action and mm-hmm. um, things like that. So I can, and, and it what is just like six or seven seasons. Maybe? I don't know, but I think, I think it's done though. I, I really feel like they, like to your point, they've, they're so far removed from his death. They've, they've all the different fallouts in their families mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They were moved on. They've, uh, yeah. it, it, it's to me at this point, it's kind of like y'all can, the show can, can kind of go at this point. It's a good show. But now it's yeah. kind of like, where, I mean, because, where yeah, it's a great show. Because just like Issa said about Insecure, all these characters, of course, I mean, if it's, you know, imitating real life, they live on, right? Yeah. But in terms of the show, right, it's it's the end of their story in public. 
So I'm okay with it. Um, I, I, I need to find me another show like that, though, because we lost This Is Us. Right. And um, and I want to let me tell you, though, that that last season of This Is Us, they did that. Emmy, oh, man. They Listen, deserve all the things. Tears. That train, that train, that train, this Ooh. train, that train, bro. Holy that train, thing almost, train. and I've never, I will say, I've never cried, but that train almost tore me up. It was, that I want to say, from from episode one to the episode, whatever the last episode was, was so well crafted. When we talk about continuity yes. and going forward and going backwards mm. and being present, and then dealing with every single character from you know adolescence to old age and to some characters to to death yeah. right mm-hmm. they did a wonderful job of just putting that they show did. together and they played with our emotions they had us happy they had us sad they had us thinking about our own families our own mortality um our own loves the love of our lives all those things man they they i saw on, on uh every nigga deserves they put that let, let your heart you know get every note and it was like that show you know played every note of our heart mm-hmm. um from first episode to the last episode dealt with so much different content in terms of like family structures dynamics adoption and, and death and suicide and um just anything you could think of that show dealt with almost everything and that is a it's not in like my top 10 favorite shows of all time but i will say in terms of being a, a, oh you yeah, know an amazing Masterfully done show, bravo to mm-hmm. to um, this is us. They didn't miss. Bravo. They didn't miss at all. They didn't miss. Now there, of course, like any show, were a couple of sleepers. Oh yeah. Um, but overall, it was an amazing, amazing, amazing show. Um, okay. That being said, Brian, yeah. I think it's your turn for song of the week, and because mm-hmm. it's a special week, I need you. Brother, you go, you you better come with the heat today. <laughs> so I was torn. <laughs> I was gonna do a medley. I was gonna sing a medley, but then I said, you know what? Okay, there's a certain song. <laughs> um, that uh, I'm gonna just play it. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't hate me for this. But shouts out to oh, Chancey okay. and Charles. They probably would enjoy this stuff. Oh, hold on. Okay. Okay, I have no idea where you're going now. <laughs> Come on, just go on. It's the journey. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I'm trying to get to the to the chorus. <laughs> you don't have to. I promise. I promise. I'm you do still not here have to do that. Brother, you know it's spelled S-T-E-E-L. Like I'm still E-E-E-L. here. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I am aware. <laughs> That just adds to the depth of my disdain for that that song. Tickled me. 
I don't oh, you my God. <laughs> I don't I I'm just ready to move on. And so with that being said, understood and accepted, let's let's go to the blessing report. <laughs> and because this is not how we're supposed to enter the era of the podcast. Let's go to the blessing report and talk about some black excellence, okay? Can we, do, can we get back on track? Because clearly, clearly. We are here at the blessing report. Well, we shout out black people doing great black things like Tisha Campbell, who just gave us <laughs> a song for the ages. We are no. still here. No. Why is he still talking about this? We are oh, moving I, on. I was going I was going to sing uh, Still Here by Dorinda, and I was going to do a melody and go into, um, what was that mighty class? The Women's Brothers. I'm still here. And I was going to do a medley, a churchy medley, mm-hmm. but I decided, I thought I just felt like okay. you know, Tisha. But you decided and that Tisha Campbell's <laughs> was better than all of the gospel still here. Oh, Jesus. Which okay. actually talks about them still being present, oh. not a piece of metal. Okay? okay. <laughs> it's just okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Bless up okay. report. Bless up report. Do your thing. Do all right. Uh, Carissa. <laughs> it was your week. Do your thing. It- <laughs> We just we just had an episode about choices. And this was the choice that you decided to make on God's day in the year of our Lord 2022. You made the deliberate decision to go oh, to geez. your iTunes and look up Tisha Campbell and press play. Oh, and it's funny if you go on there, like the little cover, <laughs> it's just funny. And then she has it, Tisha Campbell, and then she has two verses. One is Tisha Campbell Martin, and one is Tisha Campbell. Like, mother pre-divorce, divorce <laughs> Okay. Okay, I'm better. Bless Liverpool. Who who we blessing up? Uh, Carissa, Carissa Glanton. Carissa Glanton, the selfie showroom. Mm-hmm. Carissa uh, Glanton is creating a fun new event space for the community. She is an owner of Florida's first black woman-owned selfie museum, which is located in Jacksonville, Florida. So for those of you going to Jacksonville, check her out. Glanton has more than a decade of experience as a photographer curating the perfect photos for her clients. So with 93 million selfies being taken each day according to studies, Glanton felt that this was a prime opportunity to serve the community and provide a space for creativity. So again, if you're ever in the Jacksonville area, stop by her 2,400 square foot space with all the props, gadgets, and personal assistance from Miss Glanton herself to take the best photos, um, put it for the gram, Facebook, whatever you want to put it on. It will be an amazing time. So check out the website, selfieshowroom.com or IG at the selfie showroom. Mm-hmm. Again, selfieshowroom.com and IG the showroom, the selfie showroom. As Josh always does, kiss two fingers to the sky. Uh, bless up to Carissa Glanton and the selfie showroom. I'm looking at the list for the rest up. And Josh, I don't see anything on that list. God has stayed the hand of death. And we give him glory. We do. 
And we give him glory. And, and we, we give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes, we do. Billboard. Right. Ready to go on down to the billboard. Let's go on down. All right. Let's get into it. Um, Black Girl Gymnastic Magic. Um, the 2022 uh, <laughs> O-O-F-O-S <laughs> U.S. Gymnastic Championship successfully concluded. I have no idea what that means. It is just <laughs> in my notes. Concluded on Sunday, August 21st in Tampa, Florida. This is all Brian because he loves gymnastics. 150 athletes across different disciplines. Simone Biles holds the record of winning the all-around um, title seven times, which is the maximum by a female American gymnast. Uh, Simone Biles, Gabby Douglas. Shout out to Gabby Douglas and her infamous Dougie. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> Dominique Dawes' um, effect was on display as three black women, um, Connor McClain, um, Shalice Jones and Jordan Shalice is colored. Jordan Childs <laughs> finished first, second, and third, respectively. Um, respectfully. Also, a black woman uh, placed first in all but one of the disciplines. Connor um, McClain on the balance beam. Uh, Shalice Jones floor exercises and Shalice Jones uneven bars. Um, and Shalice Jones was edged out by Jay Carey on the vault. Uneven bar sounds like a mediocre rapper. It's just you know, oh. I, I I feel like we need to. <laughs> That does. I feel like we need to like say we started need to say that when people give weak bars. It was just uneven bars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <clears throat> y'all are getting some of y'all are getting what y'all been asking for. Some of y'all said that the men that y'all with ain't packing enough. Well, mm-hmm. big dick energy is going to increase <laughs> for <laughs> some men, according to Angela Kogan of the Perfection Plastic Surgery and Medical Spa in Miami says that most of the men that come to her establishment are seeking genitalia enlargement. Kogan claims um, that more men are getting this procedure done every day, uh, more than we actually think. Brian, would you go get your genitalia enlarged? Um, no, nah, man, God has been good to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God has been good to me, and and I just you know, you know, God has been good to me. Let me just say that. So I I wouldn't do it. I, I, I wouldn't talk about anybody else doing it. You know, you? No, I wouldn't. I don't need it. Um, <laughs> even if I did need it, you're with me now. <laughs> but no, 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 um, no shade and no judgment to the brothers who are going to get it. Hey. Women been enhancing titties and now BBLs are, BBLs, yeah. you know, the talk of the town. That everybody's yeah. getting one. They're getting a little bit out of hand. Some of these women are literally uh, built like the incredible so, and, Yes. <laughs> they're getting bad. Some of them like, like uh, ants. Their booties be so big and just yeah, all lopsided. And, yeah, that's just not. Uh, yeah, ugh. ain't matching your thighs and all kind of that's stuff, and not. you know it's just all. But anyway, again, that's your business. That's for mm-hmm. the brothers who feel like they need it or just want it, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have the option to do so uh, whenever you're ready to do it. Speaking of people being ready, Tevin Campbell is mm-hmm. ready. Tevin Campbell is opening up about his sexuality, um, coming out to the world this week as a gay man in an interview with People Magazine podcast, People Every Day, or mm. Everyday People. When I came out to my family and friends ah, at about 19 or 20, uh-huh, that's what I was, that's what I was going, go ahead. That was it for me. 
uh, the I'm ready singer said. And then I went on to the road of discovering myself. I didn't know who I was. Campbell said that he didn't try to hide anything about himself or act straight, but acknowledged how difficult it was to be publicly gay in the 90s. He said he's glad he gets to see queer stars such as Frank Ocean, Lil Nas X, and noted how affirming their success is for young black boys still discovering themselves. We yet still ain't nothing changed around here for I love Tevin Campbell. Mm-mm. And ain't nothing changed for the iconic classic, Can We Talk, that is going to forever be played at every picnic and at every function. Tevin, we don't care who you was eyeing in the corner. That song <laughs> is still amazing. Okay? Yes. We don't care what man you was talking to. You don't care what man gave you chills up your spine that had you crying like a baby, crawling like a baby, and you couldn't talk and couldn't speak. That's what you said in the song. We don't care. that We love music. All right, mm-hmm. and we're going to celebrate you and the music you have produced. Um, so it's all love. A shout out to Ke- Tevin Campbell, living authentically and free, and who he and who he is. Mm-hmm. We enjoy Tevin. Can we talk? Have, bro, have you ever met any white Tevins? I have not met a white Tevin oh, in my life. No, 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 no. Finish that. Finish that. No, 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 no. Go back. Oh. Go back. Go back. Okay, I'll go back. Okay. Finish that. <laughs> Can we talk for a minute? Girl, I want to know your name. Can we talk for a minute? Girl, I want to know your name. Take me to the bridge. Uh Uh-uh, don't end it. Take me to the bridge. (laughs) Oh, girl, come on. One, Come on. one more chance with you again. You I will not let it go. So please <clears throat> give me just one yeah. more chance for love. And what? Love, love, love. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. All I'm, right. I'm not going to get good voice today. Right. <laughs> he, traveled, he traveled down to get to that, to that last note. I tried. I, I was <laughs> raising my hand to the ceiling and everything. That wasn't good voice. Yes, that wasn't good sir. voice. About to, about to pop all your neck muscles, but it's okay. <laughs> it is okay. We love it. We know that song. Put some Did you see how hard Tank was singing in that video when he was taking the jumble? Jumble. Hard. Head was shaking. Hard. And everything. I mean, he, he was going at it. <laughs> I mean, Listen. He was, speaking of, okay. did you see the genuine dancing video? <laughs> I did. Genuine is giving. I guys. can't wait to unlock Good that uncle. level of uncle uncle activities. <laughs> Good uncle I can't activity. wait till I unlock that level. <laughs> That's a level. That is like peak uncle activity. He did the the, the thriller <laughs> day, and then went there to cry like he did something. And it's all black. All black. And it's <laughs> That's a regular slacks on the express button down. <laughs> Uh, I love Genuine man. Rent fee in my head is when he did that that performance on 106 Park. On the dirt stretcher. If you've never seen that, then I don't know what has <laughs> where you been. That junk is hilarious. You G- did all that for one of his. Genuine part. is genuine is an example of I done got old and I can't do all this because the video before <laughs> this one was when he tried to do the body roll and it yep. went quite roll. <laughs> it went quite roll. It was more like a. I don't know what it was. It was more I like a shiver <laughs> than a roll. He just backed up and popped his chest out a little bit. It was almost like a, a you know, a calm crump. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but shout out to Genuine unlocking the uh, the uncle activities. Yep. I, I love it. it. Ain't his real name Elgin? It is Elgin. <laughs> El- Elgin. Black. It's, 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 it's Elgin. hella black. 
Hella black. A light-skinned El- black man named Elgin. Yeah. Elgin. <laughs> with good with, with slick hair. Let me see. <laughs> Jin. Elgin. El- this, what is his full name? I want to Elgin Baylor Lumpkin. <laughs> Help us, Lord. Elgin. You think that was Helen? You think that's Helen Baylor's lost son? Oh, Elgin pro- Baylor. <laughs> probably. You already know James and that crackhead, her husband. They might have been things. Because Helen lived a life. <laughs> she did. Helen lived a wow. life. Pow. <laughs> 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 My body was doing all the things. If Helen doing. Baylor is responsible for genuine, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Let me let's move on. That's gonna be the song of the week one of these weeks. That's the te- Helen's testimony gonna be the song of the week one of these weeks. Oh, Brian, whenever you do that, that's gonna be your number two worst choice. <laughs> you already killed us. I'm gonna give, y'all I'm just gonna know some, that that will not be coming from me. I'm gonna give y'all some Shirley season one of these days. Watch, we gonna be. Yes, uh, going well, you already this. gave us Willie Neal Johnson doing, <laughs> I doing <did>. gospel verses. <laughs> 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 this man willingly gave us a Willie Neal Johnson. My Listen, God. this is just a rehearsal. We make it to heaven. <laughs> we really gonna sing. We gonna be sweeping through the city one of these days. The man who sweeping through the okay. city. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's sweep on back to Atlanta, that city where there is a versus happening. Uh, so, 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 oh, Def, uh and Bad Boy announced that an unofficial versus on the way. Diddy was live on IG with Jermaine Dupree recently mm-hmm. discussed uh, being so, so, Def and Bad Boy Records together for a hit, uh, hit, hit concert in Atlanta at the Mercedes Benz Stadium. The details are forthcoming. Brian, I know we've said plenty of times that we're sick of we verses have. and they need to stop them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Low key, they giving us what we asked for. Do a concert with some mm-hmm. heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Now, so are you going to go, or is it just, yes. just something that you don't mind happening? No, I you would definitely. I would go, and I'm about to give a shout out to you. Shout <laughs> okay. out to you. We're going to one music fest as a contributor. So shout out to you. Uh, bless up to Joshua Roger being a contributor to one music fest. Um, but yes, I would go to that. Uh, I went to Bad Boys reunion concert when they had it a few years back. And might be one of the best shows other than Outcast reunion concert that I've been to. Um, outside of one of the One Music Festival's concerts we went to. Um, but yeah, uh, I would go to that. Because I think we had a discussion before we said that So So Deaf was closer to Bad Boy than Bad Boy is to like Death Row. Um, so we said this is a oh, better match up better collaboration mm-hmm. um because you're getting great r&b you're getting great hip-hop um and you have two super producers um bringing uh their groups to the table do i think that bad boy's probably better clearly um but then again you do you have you don't have biggie so that's mm-hmm. like your kind of your face card and it's usher coming to the concert um mm-hmm. is mary j coming to the concert is jodeci coming to even though jodeci's not bad boy they're still Diddy's children, right? Mary J. Uh, and uh, and Jodeci are Diddy's children. Are they invited to the party, right? Um, is Usher coming out mm-hmm. to the party? Like all these things kind of matter within this concert. So I would love to see the flyer who's going to be a part. But um, if Diddy's involved in the concert mm-hmm. part, it's going to be amazing. I'm doing a quick Wikipedia mm-hmm. <laughs> just to compare catalogs real fast. Mm-hmm. 
just so we can see what's going what's going to be there. So right, <clears throat> and also is is Mariah is Mariah invited to this too? You know, okay. So this is what we have. Okay. So, on um, so so Dev side, you ready? Mm-hmm. We got Chris Cross. Okay. Trina Browser, whoever that is. Escape, Escape. Mm-hmm. Monica. Okay. Bow Wow. Okay. Player Poncho. Mm. Fundisha. Who? Houdini. Oof, that's oh, that's I don't know who Fundisha is. Yeah. Yeah, Houdini. Them franchise boys. I mean, what a rock. Harlem World. Ghost Town DJs. Okay. Tiger. Mm. The Rock. TLC. Okay, that's Young Bloods. Bone Crusher. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hamilton. Mm. Daz Dillinger. 3LW. Miss B. Mm-hmm. Brooks Buford. I don't know who these people are. Rocco. Mm-mm. DJ Felly Fell. Young Capone. Hot Dollar. Jonte Austin. <laughs> mm. T. Waters. Dondria. Ninth Ward. The deceased Leah LaBelle. Jay Quan. Jagged Edge. Mm. Um, Brett, And that's it. Yeah, it's got um he has solid. There's some people are definitely aren't gonna be there. Like some of those uh, I'm gonna say no name, but limited catalog folks probably oh, yeah, won't be involved. Yeah. Um but oh, yeah. we this can't Wikipedia can, named everybody. Yeah, we can't poop on Bow Wow, we can't poop on Debrat, we can't poop on Escape, we can't poop on a lot of folks that are that you just mentioned. So Yeah, you can't um, poop on the, you can, especially not Jagged Edge. Um, oh yeah, no. I'm I seeing that. I'm seeing that the Anthony Hamilton era was the Commonwealth where 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 I'm from. Mm, that's a good one. And wasn't that Anthony's um debut? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's gonna be. It, it's a it's there. a good matchup, man. Because think about this: you have one twelve versus even though it's the one twelve. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna go to Bad Boys now. Okay, go for it. I'm gonna go to Bad Boys now. So you got Big. Craig mm-hmm. Mack, Faith Evans, Total, 112, Mace, Mario Winans, The Locks, Black Rob, Jordan McCoy, Carl Thomas, Shine, Dream, G Dep, Loon, The Band, Fuzz Bubble, Eight Ball MJG, Boys in the Hood, Sherry Dennis, Kalina Harper, New Edition, Red Cafe, B5, Young Jock, Dirty Money, Gorilla Zoe, Danity Kane, King Low, Day 26. Elephant Man, Dunny Clang, Foxy Brown, Cassie, Janelle Monet, Machine Gun Kelly, French Montana, currently Bow Wow, and his son Quincy. Got some bigger artists. Mm-hmm. The th- I- I'm going to tell you this right here, though. Even though okay. Diddy own all this stuff, all them folk ain't coming because 70% of them don't mess with Diddy no more. Yep. <laughs> I, can, I can name the folks that's going to come. I can name the folks that's going to come if they're invited. Um, Faith Evans will be there. Um, mm-hmm. they still get down. Carl and Thomas, I, and they didn't put Lil Kim on this list. Interesting. Look, Lil Kim, I think if invited, mm-hmm. she would show up because they probably hopefully would pay her. Oh yeah, she's always Faith on. Evans. They always on stage together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Carl Thomas, total is still, it's still total. Um, the current edition of One Twelve, which is whack, is really slim and Mike. No one really wants that. Like we want, you know, Q and Darrell and them in the group together. Um. Who else was really big? Mace, hopefully. I know they they always beef, but Mace will come for a dollar. 
They um, beefing right now, currently. So no. <laughs> um. So I don't know. But I, I would. I would definitely. Depending. I'm, I'm gonna say definitely. Depending who's on the flyer for said show, um, I would probably show up to it. Um, mainly because one, I, I haven't been to a concert in a minute. I'm a. I'm a concert junkie. Um, and I miss going to concerts. But uh, yeah, I, I'll. I'll probably be there. What about you? Okay. No. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I probably would enjoy it. I feel like if it was a group trip, mm-hmm. I would go. But I don't know that I would like just willingly pay my money. Now, it. because it's not an official versus, that may be the only way I get to see it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's probably, it won't be streamed live or anything like that. Right. But I, I, I agree with you. I feel like it's going to be a good concert. Because both of them are only going to pull out the heavy hitters and the songs that we love anyway. So we ain't got to worry about some of them other folk that we don't even know popping up um, on the stage or whatever. So we shall see. Speaking of Diddy, um, he asked the question. Well, he didn't ask the question. He made the statement that Mm -hmm. R&B was dead. And Usher vehemently disagrees with him. Um, Diddy went to social media to insinuate that it was dead and a few people took offense. Usher was the most vocal and said that Diddy sounded nuts and sounds crazy. He said, mm-hmm. y'all don't live without R&B, which is very, 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 very true. So true. And he hopes that Diddy was trolling, but encouraged Diddy to keep that sh- in the comment section. Brian, do you think R&B is dead considering mm-hmm. we don't have, you know, the big boy and girl groups of the 90s and things like that? No, R&B is alive and well, man. Like, at one point, I think mm-hmm. when we did our going reverse to one of the episodes where I came on when I first, like, I wasn't co-hosting at the time, but I came on as a uh, contributor. Uh, we had a conversation about the state of R&B, and I was like, I don't know who these niggas are. I don't really care for R&B. I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. I went, did my research. This new generation of R&B is, is so good. Um so I wouldn't dare say that R&B is dead. It's, it's just different. It's a different sound. And I think now we're getting back to uh, more of a smooth, non-hip-hop R&B. Because I feel like at one point, Diddy, that nigga, um, I'm saying nigga a lot. Sorry, JB. Um, uh, doing <laughs> uh, Diddy did a lot of the remixing R&B, adding hip-hop to it. So kind of, you know, diluted the old school R&B that we really liked and enjoyed right growing up like the baby i'm back and then it kind of went from you know smooth i love you baby this baby that to like i'm gonna beat it up smack it up because like it kind of got hip-hop hip-hoppy um now we have uh, a new crop of of i think great singers who talk about love a little bit more is there some toxicity there of course is there some misogynistic behaviors there of course, that's just the way life is, right? Um, but I do feel that we do have a great right. group of folks. Uh, Ari Lennox is amazing. Uh, Brent Fayez, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Sir is good. Cleo Soul. Um, who else is really good? Uh, let me see here. Giveon is great. Her is still amazing. Division. Division. Um, Kehlani is, is good. Lucky Day. It's, it's, it's amazing. Mars is really good. Um, who else? Let me think of somebody else. Let me see here. Money Long. She has she has all in the chokehold. Uh, Ella May is 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 good. Um, so oh, you can't say yeah. you can't say R and B is that. I'm I'm pretty sure I missed 
plenty of names. I'm pretty sure people can be in the comments or or say like y'all missed this person, that person. But R&B is not dead. It's it's yeah. dead alive, and it's really good. It, it's really good music. It's really good music. So I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold you. And I mean, it's got our our vets like yeah, PJ Warren out there still. Yeah. I was just about to say that Chris Brown, because on this breezy app, Warm Embrace, the more I listen to it, Warm Embrace is a song. Mm-hmm. Warm Embrace is my song, Brian. Mm-hmm. It is a going down as one, not one of my top fives, but definitely an R&B staple yeah. for me. Yeah, I want to wrap you in my warm, like it's so smooth. It's so, like you said, it's, it, it goes back to that, like love and more, you know, smooth R&B esque R&B, mm-hmm. and I feel like he did that a lot on this on this breezy album um, yeah. too. But anyway, um, yeah. So I, I agree, it's not that I think Diddy 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 is always doing things to remain relevant, and I think yep. this was one of those attempts mm-hmm. um, to to kind of be the topic of conversation and to be in it. Um, shout out to his son, the Kodak Black, for the song "Can't Stop Won't oh, Stop." Good. Um, over the um, crush on you beat, mm-hmm. it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. So, because yeah. uh, I be nervous when they be taking like these very historic and yeah. like classic samples. Yeah, and it's like, all right, because crush on you is a song. Shout out to it the kid, not because of the seeds at all. Crush on, I think I've said this on the podcast before, and if I haven't, crush on you is my favorite rap song to consume. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite rap song, period. But to like listen to, like I could play that joint over and over. Yep. None. It's, it's, it's just it such a good song. Mm-hmm. It does. It's just such a good song. Um. Anyway, last but not least on the Billboard, keeping the thing with music, my girl Onika Tanya Mirage, um, oh, famously yeah. known as Nikki Minaj. The mother to Papa Bear, because she has still ain't told us that baby's name. Um, <laughs> of head of, of co-hosting um the the MTV VMAs and receiving her video Vanguard Award. Um yes. Super Freaky Girl, that sample Rick James's Super Freak, is mm. now she has now become the first solo female rap artist since Lauren Hill in 1998 mm-hmm. to top the Billboard Hot 100. She's been expressing her gratitude all over uh, social media about Super Freaky Girl, and it's not—it's not like bars, but mm-hmm. it is not a bad song. It is a—it's right. a, you know, it's—it's a—I would say it's a bop. Uh, it's definitely one that you can ride to. She released um, a Romans, like a Romans remix, where she mm-hmm. did a freestyle, um, mm-hmm. and it's you know, and it's another decent verse. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's not—you know what I'm saying? It's a—it's a good song, and the fact that I think so many people used to always say with one of her critiques was is that some of her best songs always had features. So the mm-hmm. fact that a song that she's solely rapping on like mm-hmm. went to the top and kind of broke this record in a sense is yep. major for her in her career. And I and say what you want to say about Nikki, love her or hate her, it does not matter what woman rapper comes to the mic. Mm-hmm. She is consistently dominating not only just the women's rap game, but the rap game, mm-hmm. she, she's just at the top. She's just consistently at the top because like this, this accolade was for women's rap, but she yeah. had to outbeat these men who are mm-hmm. releasing songs as mm-hmm. well. You know what I'm right. saying? She, she had to like, you don't get to the top by just, oh, this wasn't the top women's rap chart. Like this was the billboard 100 
Period. Yes. Song. Right. Just so, anyway. songs. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah songs. Yeah. And then not even just rap songs. Songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You talking about you talking about the um the Carrie Underwoods and the you know all, all the all the whites and everybody like just songs. <laughs> so like I said, love or hater, the girl is the, the girl is doing a thing. And you know y'all mm-hmm. know I'm a you know I'm, I'm Barbara Jason. So you know I'm gonna always ride a little bit, but you you, you can't deny the fact. You just can't. <laughs> you can't deny the fact. So whether you're a Cardi fan or a Meg fan or you know like 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 me, like a little bit of everybody, mm-hmm. Nikki. So kudos to Nicki Minaj. Kudos. We love you over here on the Jigsaw Podcast. You are you are in my you are in my current Mount Rushmore, um, of rappers. So mm. there's that. that works. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you think about the Mount Rushmore of today, Brian, who you putting in there? Yeah, of today's generation, I'm putting in Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, Nikki. It's as far as like relevance and culture, and for the last 15 years, it's that's been the the top of, of everything in terms of talent and and charts. Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake, and uh, and Nikki. That's that's, that's Nikki. it is what it is for the last 15 years. Yep, it is what it is. All right, I'm glad that we can agree there. You, it was looking shaky when you was on you was on this Tisha Campbell train, but you seem like we didn't <laughs> seem like we didn't brought ourselves back to reality. All right, I with that being said, I'm still accepted. <laughs> I'm gonna move right on past that. Uh, with that being said, understood and accepted. Y'all, we told y'all this is the 100 episode, and this yeah. time in the living room, we just want to take the time to reflect, to reminisce, and talk about the future and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, we would tell you to grab your snacks. This is a celebration. We gonna we're gonna tell you to grab your banquet food. That is a chicken breast. <laughs> that is mashed potatoes and green beans with unsweetened tea. You gotta put a lot of sugar in because it's real hard to sweeten cold tea. So grab mm. grab all your things and meet us in the ballroom of the banquet mm. table, and we gonna have this important conversation. Let's do it. All right, we are here in the living room where we have great conversations. We've been in the living room at this point a hundred times, so this is a very important episode. I've been here a hundred times, but over overall, the living room is in existence for a hundred episodes, and we're glad that you all are here. Uh, for those that may maybe new here, and those that may have been here back in May of twenty twenty, right? Um, shouts out to That's you right. all as well. That's yeah, right. So sh- yeah, May 2020. So shout out to all of you all uh, who've been here rocking with us. Um, for those that are new, uh, let's give a brief snippet of the origin story. How did we started? How did this broadcast start? Uh, and we can kind of get into it from there. Since you're the one who kind of, you know, curated this thing, Josh, can you give them a, a, a brief setup of how we came to be? Sure. So let's go back to, oh, man, I want to say almost... 20 I'm gonna take it back to 2017 when I was first interested in podcasting Mm -hmm. um I had just started listening to some of my favorites like the read and getting grown the read had been out maybe two years getting grown had just started around 2017 and podcasting wasn't new but like the Mm -hmm. popularity of podcasting was new Right. So I rem- I never forget it. I was at work. I was working for Habitat for Humanity at the time. Well, I'm still I, I work for them now too. But but I was working <laughs> with them 
um, in a previous iteration. And I was, you know, sometimes you get sick of listening to the same songs, right? And I'm very, even though I enjoy a wide range of music, when you listen, uh-huh. when you just got your headphones in and work every day, it, it be, you know what I'm saying? It's only so much you can continue to put in rotation because for me, I have to be in a certain mood to try a new album. Mm-hmm. And sometimes at work ain't the time to do it because I don't want to be distracted and all the different kind of stuff. I need something that's going to help me focus. Sometimes it's background noise. Needless to say, and I was also trying to find ways to look at something beyond YouTube videos as well. Mm-hmm. So podcasting, I tried them out. Found the read, found Getting Grown, eventually found a couple of others that I enjoyed. Um, so I was like, you know what? I feel like I can do this. I have perspective on things and trying to figure out. So I approached um, one of my one of my friends in ministry mm-hmm. um, about doing a podcast from like a young preacher's perspective. And mm-hmm. um, he proved to be a little bit busier than what it took to to do that. So okay. then I went to our um, foursome friend group, you know, Niggas mm-hmm. for Christ is what we call that group chat. <laughs> And everybody was gang at first. <clears throat> yeah, I told the name of the group chat. Um, everybody, everybody was gang at first. Um, that's so funny, Brian. That's just the name of the party. Um, I mean, it's in our phones. <laughs> so everybody was gang. So the niggas for Christ are myself, Brian. Um, Marcus Thomas, who's been on the show before, and Chris Moore, who is um, referenced quite frequently on the show. Mm-hmm. So, um, so all of us did it. We talked about it. We ideated. We had a couple of meetings. We even did like a mock, what I would call a mock cast. We did one episode. We just kind of threw out a topic mm-hmm. and we just, you know, seeing how we would flow together. Because here's the thing. We always text. We mm-hmm. don't be on the phone with each other, at least not the mm-hmm. four of us, right? So we mm-hmm. may individually call each other, whatever, but the four of us ain't never on no like group FaceTime or nothing like that. We we most of our conversations via text messages. So we did this like test to kind of see how conversation would flow. ABC one two three, it actually went pretty well. Like mm-hmm. you no, know, that same energy from the from the group chat translated. Yep. Then we started to try to plan a few more meetings, and then like. I'm just going to call it what it is. Chris missed a couple from oversleeping because they were like Saturdays. I remember these things very vividly. <laughs> and then I think there was a couple of times where like um, some of our schedules would conflict and we couldn't meet. And this was after we agreed to meet, right? So right. to me, what that started to translate was that um, while it was a great idea and probably had great potential, Right. It didn't have the ultimate level of support and accountability and dedication. So I was kind of, I mean, I went, I was frustrated. Admittedly, I ain't gonna hold you, but at the same time, I would, I, it wasn't nothing to de- destroy friendships or anything like that over. So I'm just like, if it, you know, it, it naturally kind of died. Now yeah. that podcast was supposed to be called accidentally correct, very mm-hmm. similar to the concept that we have here with the jigsaw about figuring out life and, mm-hmm. you know, coming up to these conclusions, not in any like real scientific way, but more or less is like, dang, like we stumbled across the answer. Right. So accidentally. Right. Correct. So anyway, um, when that didn't happen, I kind of sat on the idea for a while, um, ended up having a conversation with a former classmate from Morehouse. And mm-hmm. we went into this debate about living single. Like we both love the show, but we had some varying perspectives around some of the characters and their development and from it 
we approached each other about the idea. We both had been talking about podcasts in the past and kind of had a similar story to where they didn't work and to say, hey, let's do this together. So right. me and that gentleman, we went through the process of, you know, brainstorm. We had several. We were, we were meeting every week, talking through text uh, all the time. <clears throat> and then he was in Philly. Mm-hmm. Or still is in Philly, if I'm not mistaken. So he came down to Atlanta. We did a photo shoot and all the branding and paid for a, lo- paid for a logo. Mm-hmm. And we did an expensive photo shoot, like eleven, $1,200, like a full branding photo shoot. I'm talking about nine hours, Brian. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> of a um, uh, marketing content. I mean, literally a full day. And um, so we decided to do mock cast and do all this kind of stuff. Long story short with that is that as we started getting deeper into this actually happening, our mm. visions around what the podcast was began to shift. Mm. And I'm a, I'm not going to say he was wrong or I was wrong because obviously you got two sides of the story. But what I will say is that there were some things that we discussed in the beginning Right. That started to change, and it wasn't me changing them. I will say that much. <laughs> so, uh, and part of that was because this podcast partner was real big on um, getting feedback and advice from his inner circle mm. without us agreeing to that. Like all different kinds of stuff. Like Brian, you never, I never sent you a audio clip of what it was could be. Like you know, we was just so. In, and I'm saying that was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But they had perspectives that were protecting him. Mm-hmm. And it made me seem like all, all these different types of things that ended up happening. So we got into a real big, I mean, tough. I mean, real mm-hmm. tough. My God. So much so, Asher came down here when we was arguing. was like, are you okay? And I'm just going off. <clears throat> because I felt disrespected. My time felt disrespected. There mm-hmm. were a couple of times we were supposed to meet to record like an, a, you know, a sample episode. He ghosted. One responded to text messages. One responded to phone calls. All different kind of stuff. So yeah. uh, so after that big argument, I hit him up. I was like, you know what? It's best to salvage this relationship, our friendship, mm-hmm. and not work together. Mm-hmm. Um, he agreed. We talked about um, what would we do with the name and the logo. I said, I don't want to. I, so I wanted to use the name and the logo for something else uh, that wasn't podcast related. I told him I would buy him out and all that different kind of stuff. Um so anyway, I ended up not doing anything with that, and because we never trademarked the actual name, I could probably I, I can probably do something with that name and a different logo if I wanted to, but I'm not gonna be messy and do anything like that. Um, <laughs> however, the podcasting thing wouldn't let me; it wouldn't let me loose. It was something that I wanted to pursue, right. um, and, and I had started a blog in between time of all of this mm-hmm. as well. So for me, it was taking the blog to the next level. So I started, I started to, I started to jigsaw podcast with kind of the same premise of accidentally correct Mm -hmm. similar premises to what Brown street was the other iteration that I was going to do. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of named after a popular street on Morehouse's campus and to kind of wrap the story up starting in 2020 by myself. Cause I was just like, let's do this. And it was a interview style podcast. So what you know, was our introduction, there was no song of the week. So what you know as the format today is pretty much what the format that it, if you go back to the episode, this is, it is a similar format. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I was doing the billboard, wasn't no rest up, but I was doing the billboard and the bless up and all that kind of stuff. Just by myself, just shouting out people, you know, uh-huh. kind of just like talk radio, just talking it through and giving mm-hmm. my point of opinions. And then I would bring on a guest to talk about whatever our topic was in the living room. 
keep them on for black man self-care. There were no listener letters at the time. And then I would rant about something at the end and we would go off. Um, right. Brian had been on the show twice. Yeah. Um, and his first episode was Holy Macadandy yeah. talking about blackness. Shout out to Richard Penniman. Um, and his second episode was, um, I forget the title of it, but it was about R&B, <clears throat> as, as we alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. We talked about state of R&B. So as I was thinking through the future of the podcast, so I used to book guests, ooh, five to six weeks in advance because it's an mm-hmm. interview style podcast. I never wanted to be without, I didn't want to go a week where we didn't have a guest. So I was right. tapping into my network, building, I was in all these podcast groups and all kinds of foolishness. Um, Anyway, long story short, I was it, I was getting tired of doing this by my doing it by myself. <laughs> it was also my pandemic project too, because I didn't have a job. I got laid off and all that other kind of stuff. So I approached Brian because when I looked at some of the data, his episode, specifically the one about RB, was one of the most listened to episodes. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten feedback about like how our chemistry, and I was like, well, the chemistry's dead because I've been knowing this nigga, you know, at the time, I think what, 13, 14 years. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I've been knowing him since 07, you know, and mm-hmm. so it's natural chemistry. We're already friends. And then thinking back to the accidentally correct days, Brian was yeah. also interested in doing the podcast. And uh, outside of myself was one of the more consistent ones in the meetings and checking in and things like that. So I approached him about it. It was like an immediate yes. Yeah. We put together this plan to like introduce him on the show. I think the very first episode where he was co-host was. I'm my brothers keep not my I'm my brothers true life real brothers or whatever the episode was called with Brian with shout out pay homage to the idea with Marcus and Chris and yes. then uh, from there we went we went full force so you can yeah. pick it up start your order story tell your side but that's how the jigsaw started yeah that's yeah. just I, I, there's not too much to add to it is the fact that like we we agreed on it I thought it'd be a great idea um uh definitely nervous as Hades. Um, and we'll probably talk about as far as like personal growth at some point during this conversation. Um, but yeah, I definitely wanted to do it. I was interested in doing it. We did the whole photo shoot, put everything up, did the whole rollout, all that kind of stuff. Got immediate feedback yeah. from a lot of folks back home talking about, oh my gosh, I didn't know you had a podcast. Get same thing. The feedback was like, man, you and Josh's chemistry is crazy. Um, people that live here in Atlanta that that never really hear me talk much, right? We're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were this um what were uh, uh entertaining or other words the other adjective you can use um so it was it was kind of great to be on here and of course like it's it's really is as josh would say uh or said earlier it's really our group chat just vocally and mind you we do hold some things back on the podcast clearly um i'm pretty sure we we'll probably talk about as far as things we had to kind of let not go too deep into um but yeah. within that being said, like, um, yeah, it's just really just having conversations. We literally talk to each other <clears throat> in some capacity probably every day, if not every, every, out of the week, you know, at least six days. If we miss a day here and there, it makes sense. But we're talking to each other in some capacity, either on Instagram, uh, text messaging or something, at least every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really... Uh, insight to our conversations and insight to what we talk about. There's some times where we will literally get on the phone and we'll talk about a, a topic and we'll be on the phone for like 45 minutes just talking about that one topic. And, you know, it's essentially this is really just y'all getting access to 
like our everyday conversations. Um, so I guess to me that would be mm-hmm. the origin from my point of view of of the jigsaw, how how it is today. Um, yes. Yeah. I would so agree. I, yeah. I so agree. I I've enjoyed it. So I, in in regarding the jigsaw, let, let's kind of let's kind of go down memories memory memory past, I guess. So what would be some of your Back I guess down memory lane. That's a good song. That's such a good song. Um, <laughs> some of your favorite or more memorable episodes that we've had. Best of both worlds, gangsta bow. It, it <laughs> hands down, most memorable. <laughs> hands down, the most memorable episode of all time. Yes. Um, if you don't know how that came about, Brian, it was Brian's <laughs> week, a very uh-huh. good week for him, unlike right. this week for <laughs> Song of the Week. And he surprised me. And he's, he, I think, the, if I remember correctly, the way he introduced the song of the week was like, Josh, I'm going to give you one hit or something, hint. And he mm-hmm. said one word, and I immediately went into the whole verse of what I'm not mm-hmm. with Gangsta Bird. Mm-hmm. And in our traditional social media fashion, we uh-huh. posted, we post a song of the week every so, you know, the episodes drop on Thursday, but we start the new week with the song, yep. you know, with the song of the week. So we give, you know, people the whole week to, you know, tap into, you know, what we're listening to or whatever. And uh, Gangsta Boo actually viewed the story and she reposted did. the story. So she sure I'm like, did. oh, like, I'm like, <laughs> Memphis, we man. got her attention. So I was like, Brian, I was like, Brian, I said, now, cause like Donald Lawrence has done this. He ain't never reposted it, but he's viewed our story, opened up that DM when he got mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. And few, and we, because we usually tag bigger artists, many of them, you know how DMs work. Don't even see yeah. them. But right. like the fact that Gangsta Boo like did, I was like, we got. I said we got to shoot our shot. Right. So I sent her a little message, and it ended up being like her. I think her sister who serves as her manager, somebody they got the same last <laughs> name. So I'm just gonna say family. <laughs> and uh, we reached out to them. Hilarious email yes. exchanges. All I'm gonna say, hilarious, hilarious, hilarious email exchanges about getting her on the show. We finally got her on the show. Got the date locked in. Sure did. And got time. her number because you know. <laughs> In time, got her number and everything. Uh, it was a Sunday when we actually had to record her interview, and we, I, we, you know, we was online, and I called, I texted her like, "Hey, we're online." She's like, basically, she was like, "I just woke up. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. <laughs> this is my Sunday fun day." And blah 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 blah. So I'm like, "Cool." She's like, "So give me about an hour." So me and Brian got on the phone, tripping about that, and then we just start preparing ourselves. And at this moment, we pretty much knew. Oh, this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> it's gonna be something. <laughs> and when we got when we got on that Zoom, mm-hmm. it was everything we needed it to be. Gangsta Boo was over there. We she didn't have a video on because she said she was getting like ready or dressed or whatever. But she was over there rolling up weed. You could tell she was getting <laughs> dressed. Um, every other question. word was a custom. It was because at the time, so the, so just a brief insight. The jigsaw has evolved. Brian and I don't use expletives like that um but at one point in time we were we were very strict about other people coming on and kind of you know taming themselves or whatever yeah not taming themselves but you know kind of censoring um themselves in a sense and but we kind Mm -hmm. of grew to a place like wait a minute this podcast is about figuring out life then we would be inauthentic to not allow people to be them authentic selves and even if that happens in language and we've gotten some feedback from some of the Christians were like, uh, but like, and at first we used to give disclaimers like, oh, this episode, but now we just like, listen, 
it ain't us, and I, and we're not going to censor anybody else. So anyway, but at the time that was our that was our that was our perspective, mm-hmm. and Gangsta the Boo was like, I don't care about none of that. <laughs> I'm let I'm, we let her. So lose. it was just a <laughs> Liz. We let her loose, and it was it was the greatest interview about nothing because yes. we was just it, it was literally like you calling your homegirl and just talking. I mean, I'm, and I ain't talking about like talking like current events or this deep philosophical conversation. I'm talking about like just random mm-hmm. conversation that yep. happened to be centered around her and her career because she was all over the place. But I enjoyed every freaking moment yeah. of it. Um, Brian, what would you say is your most memorable episode? Memorable episode? That Gangster was probably the most memorable because it's the way it happened how it went down. Because <laughs> uh, it, it went down so crazy. Um, what is a memorable episode that I can just a little something, something. little something, something was. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really enjoyed some of our personal, just us, not even with any guests. Some of our conversations we've had. The baby on Beckham was a really good one. Oh, I really love our mm-hmm. musical episodes because we we could talk about music forever and get lost. Um, and then with yeah. baby on begging. I felt like we literally had the moment of the epiphany of why R&B is what it is and it is now. We were like, oh, uh-huh. we found out what it was while we were recording the episode. Um, so the idea of us developing thought and coming to a conclusion literally in the middle of the episode uh, was great. Um, Matthew Brown was pretty good. Um, for those that don't know, uh, now Bishop Matthew Brown, he was pretty good. He opened our eyes to some stuff. Um, mm-hmm. memorable. Uh, that chick angle was memorable for different reasons. Technical difficulties was uh <laughs> was interesting. Um, and she looks really good. I'm t- I'm gonna say that she's probably been listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. but she may may or may not. Uh, but she looked really good when we had her on. You know, the Zoom and stuff like that was pretty good. Um, so that was like, oh, okay, I see you, Angel. Um, but other than that, like we've had so many memorable guests. Um. We can't name any bad guests. We have had some bad guests, but we probably can't name Ooh. any bad guests. But we've had some bad interviews, um, and I don't know if we should talk about them. But um, one episode uh, interview that was bad. Ooh, go ahead. <laughs> where somebody was outside. Go ahead. And you know, kids was crying loud and. We had tracked down this person. They agreed to do the interview plenty of times. And yep. they ended up doing it. And then with the art, we only got like 20 minutes. And Josh and I, we're, we're, we are professional. Uh, it, it may not sound like it, but we were professional as far as we send out questions in advance. We set up everything, time. We provide you with information as far as how to download the information, what equipment you need, time frames, call scripts, everything. We we literally provide every single thing you can think mm-hmm. of. Um, and this person kept. Um, yeah, we uh, have gotten plenty of positive yes. feedback about the level mm-hmm. of preparation that we give yes. our guests. We do. We give them. <laughs> so just keep that in context. Yeah. So the dude kept canceling. Or the person. I was say dude. The person kept canceling multiple times. Uh, I guess conflict. We've had a lot of men on the show, so it's okay. Yes. Conflicts in schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know we're like, all right, just let us know because then we can just move on. We can move on with our lives and do that. So then the person said, all right, that's cool. I, that's cool. I got thirty minutes this day, this time. So 
you know, we said, all right, we're going to stop what we're doing. And we are going to do this interview because we've been trying to get this person on the show for a while. And at this point, we've already prepared for it, so might as well do it. It ended up being probably the worst interview in terms of, um, like, uh, the person not being engaged um, during, like, they're, mm-hmm. they're not mm-hmm. being, um, I'm not saying I'm professional, but, like, like the, I would have rather you just be like, I can't do it than give us what you gave us. And granted, we have the ability, and we're pretty good us. at, yeah, we, Josh and I have the ability to take a boring guest or a boring topic or boring episode and kind of make it, you know, what it can really be. Um, but this one was like, man, have we had to do that? Oh, plenty of time. We can't call no names, but we've had plenty. But this person, man, that was probably the worst interview we've had. Um, it was a nice, solid following of a person, everything like that. But, um, uh, just outside and wind was blowing and um, I don't know they didn't even have like headphones or like a mic like, it was just really bad and I'm pretty sure you had to do a whole lot of editing to kind of get some of the sound distortion out and it just wasn't good and couldn't really do that because it was just what it was Um, and just some insight to that a tad we were, I ain't going to say pressed, but wanted to get this interview because the specific topic, we wanted a subject matter expert. Yes, so this true. person was literally, and I'm talking about was deeply connected to some high profile people. Um, yeah. and, and, we, and, and, and we ain't going to hold you. Some of the guests that we've had on here, you know, was because we understand their platform and their profile. But at the same time, we also understand because of you are adjacent to some of these people, you also well, that doesn't just because you're Jason Fono me that you have the, the the expertise, but this person proved to have mm-hmm. said expertise. Yes. Um, so that's why we really wanted. So like Brian said, and then I remember that come Brian said when Brian said we accommodated his schedule. We legit we did stopped. Like it wasn't our normal day. It wasn't our mm-hmm. normal time to record. I'm telling mm-hmm. I got my kids sitting in the corner, super quiet, mm-hmm. all kind of stuff. Because it's like in the middle of like family time. But this is yeah. when he said he could do it. It was around that uh, that a particular. I'm trying to say stuff without saying stuff. A particular season that this episode needed yes. to come out. Yes. All different kinds of stuff. So yeah, that was I would say by far one of the worst guest experiences for mm-hmm. me. One of the worst episodes. Was, and I'm gonna see if you can pick up on these hints, Brian. Was mm-hmm. around a similar topic mm-hmm. in a different part of the year <laughs> mm-hmm. with, um, you know, someone that we're, you know, we're very familiar with. And <laughs> I think we just expected so much more. Yeah, more So much so when me and Brian was texting about 15 minutes into that thing, it was like, we Let's wrap got this up. to end <laughs> this. Um, we gotta end this because because like me and Brian said, we it's we can save an episode, but if that living mm-hmm. room is too long, yeah, it's only so much saving we can do because yeah. the living room is intended to be you know not to sound churchy, the meat of the show. Yeah. So if we're giving you a 30, 40, if we're giving you an hour and our show average is about an hour and forty minutes, mm-hmm. so we're giving you an hour for to two hours and forty five ish of those minutes. It's one segment. Mm-hmm. 
it gotta be engaging, right? Which gotta is why, be. you know, we try to be really engaged in doing the billboard. Cause we know sometimes, you know, me and Brian go on tangents, so that can end up being a little longer than we intended oh, yeah. to be. But the living room itself for sure is a minimum already 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be about 30 minutes of conversation, especially yep. with a guest from intros to culture code games, which I feel like I feel like we need to coin culture code or something like that, bro. Um, from yeah. from all the things that we do with guests and stuff like that, um, it's gonna easily be 30 minutes. And then with the guest that's really good, we start going on tangents with them. Oh, yeah. We've built like these pseudo relationships real quick yeah, and all definitely. this different kind of stuff. And with this person already having relationships. Understanding their expertise on a specific topic, which is new, it talking would be ar- talking around the questions. So, yes, yes, <laughs> it was just. We, I was like, so we were texting. We got to go. So that episode, if you if you can figure out what the episode is, we're gonna give you no more hints. You will notice <laughs> that that living room, that introduction, that greater conversation, everything was so much longer than it usually was <laughs> because we had to fix that episode. And we even gave it a kind of out there title and everything Mm -hmm. to bring the people in because we was like, Lord, help us. Um, us. I'm going to throw a curveball in there real quick. This is not a word. This is actually one of my favorite episodes that I didn't expect to be as good. And that was the one with your brother-in-law about you can't sit with us. Yes. I didn't expect it to be bad at all. I just didn't know what to expect, and it turned out to be one of my favorite episodes. It was a great conversation, <laughs> and it actually ended up being one of the top episodes on on for the podcast, like in terms of numbers for a while. Um, and the funny thing is, too, is like so mm-hmm. he so he's a subject matter expert about what we had him on the show for. He's also really introverted, yep. so but I knew he was a subject matter expert, and I know you know, like it's a situation where like if we're in a room together. We all gonna have a conversation. Conversation gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been on TV before, like yeah. Roland Martin. You know, so he's done, you know, interviews and stuff like that before. Um, so I didn't think it'd be like bad, but I was also like, I know he's such mad. If we, if if anything, he's talked about the subject, it's gonna be great. Um, but then he really mm-hmm. shouts out to my brother mm-hmm. Scott. Uh, let his his personality shine out. Um, and it was one of the one of the best episodes, and it probably might be the best episode on that topic that we've ever had. Um, in terms of the way the country's going and politics oh, and all that kind of stuff, and um, so he did an amazing job, and we got great looks at that. He's your Morehouse brother. Um, we got a lot of feedback on that. He got a lot of feedback on that, and another thing he said, which a lot of folks said, I'm gonna kind of pat ourselves on the back. He said this is one he 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 didn't expect the experience that he had. He didn't expect that we were talking about black man self care. He was like, man, this is amazing because he was actually on on um, on sabbatical from his job. They allowed they they kind of tell them to take like a month off just mm-hmm. to kind of re, you know uh, rejuvenate. Yeah, I remember so that. he was on. I remember that. he was on sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Um, he also said like, man, this is one of the greatest conversations I've had. This isn't like most podcasts. I've done a bunch of interviews, and this was completely different than any interview I've ever done. And to pat ourselves on the back, that is consistently. The response we get from our guests consistently. I mean, consistently. Every from everyone from 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 Kev on stage to Gangsta Boo to That Chick Angel to Jackie from Green Top Gifts. Uh, I can probably list all these yes. folks. Um, Some uh, variation Johnson. of that comment of that compliment. Yeah, and and a lot of them want to just stay on the darn 
on the Zoom and be like, all right, so, so what's next, y'all? Like, what, like, what's going on? Like, and we literally have conversations after the whole Zoom is done. Even the brother from uh from the coffee joint, like everything. Um, we get the consistent mm-hmm. nod, like, man, this is one of the best interviews I've ever had. Um, and I've done a lot of interviews, and this is clearly the best. Y'all are all super professional. Y'all send us information in advance. Um, y'all actually gave us, you know, information. So now I get on interviews and they don't give us anything to prepare. Like, so kudos to you, Josh. You always take the lead most in most cases on that. But um we I think it's I don't I'm gonna let you probably throw it back to you, but what is it about and I guess it's I'm not trying to be self serving like other podcasts that we know. Um, but what is it about <laughs> us and our process that makes you feel like um we have a consistent track record with our with our guests well in terms of the self-serving comment brian i'm just gonna say this this episode is about <laughs> us so it's not like we're taking a comment and then making it about us okay so we're not being self-serving we're celebrating ourselves today um right. so i'll just i'll throw that piece of shade out there um mm-hmm. but to answer your question what i think that separates us i don't know man like I really think it's authenticity. I think, mm-hmm. you know, if I could be candid, me and Brian had a reset about a two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But we had to, we called each other and kind of reset expectations and things like that. And because right. I think for at one point, we got so busy, we started losing sight of what the jigsaw. Yeah. Let me unburden this bow tie because it is getting on my nerves. Uh, <laughs> whew, thank you, Lord. Um, <laughs> um, I think we started to lose sight of what the podcast was. I mean, I think the podcast at its base was always like good right but we had started shifting away from some of those super impactful conversations um so i think but i think understanding who we were of course the long chemistry and authentic friendship that you and i possess on top of the fact that while this is a side hustle we approach it like the way especially how we present to the public we approach it like it is a fully funded like high quality produced machine And so anyone who comes on this show wouldn't know outside of the fact that you can tell we in our own homes, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know any of the lesser um, if you were a guest on our show, because, and we send you your script and stuff, you know, sometimes a week in advance, we let you know when the, when the link is coming, we give, like Brian said, I mean, it's, it is a, it is a bulleted outline of stuff yep. introduction others even we invite guests they get formal invitation letters mm-hmm. like all different so i think that kind of stuff kind of sets precedence like whoa wait a minute let me and i because i think people come to the show and they get all that with an expectation and then we get on there and, and, and you know and the culture code ask them questions like um have you ever got spit in the mouth doing sex? Crazy <laughs> stuff that we'll say, and and they'd be like, "Whoa!" And then what? and it'd be fun, or you know, be like, "What? That's crazy!" Or you know, or it'd be like, or like when I, for example, Royale, um, we had him on the show. We had him on the show to talk about uh, foster care and adoption. Yeah, yeah. And immediately during Culture Code, when he said Nicki Minaj was in his top five, I knew. Oh, this brother, we're going to be friends. And <laughs> while we talked about um, while we talked about foster care and adoption and things like that, we were able yeah. to insert like certain things. I think one of the clips that 
I don't say went viral, but got a lot of views on Instagram that I posted. When I, mm-hmm. in that conversation, I said, Brian, if you don't know, you were on Josh and Jaden's emerging contact list, right? And while that was mm-hmm. in topic, it opened right. up this bigger conversation about black community and that village. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, but then Brian was like, okay. And then, but, but he responded in a way that proves why he's on that list. He was like, if they call me, I'm coming. You know what I'm saying? So right. it was like, so it was all, so we were, we're, we were able to kind of, you know, take it away from the facts for half a second and, you right. know, kind of bring it. And, and I think that's what separates us. Like, yeah, we want to hear your story. Yeah. We want to hear your subject matter expertise. But we also want to be able to make it really relevant and stick true yeah. to this podcast of discovering and learning. So in that show, that was that learning moment. That was that yeah. discovery moment. And then Royale was able to add his expertise to that. Mm. Uh, right. And then we always end, especially with guests with culture code. Right. Um, asking additional. So I think those are the kind of things that um and not to say that we're weird. Like we let me take that back. Let me let me we've never asked anyone have they gotten spitting in the mouth. Me and Brian have openly <laughs> said things about spitting in people's mouths during sex. We never asked anyone that. However, no. we will throw a wrench, like a quick a, 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 a crazy question out there. Or like one of those questions like who's your top five or if you can listen to one album for the rest of your life. And for people who are music heads like us, like your brother Ross, like that opens up a Pandora's box <laughs> of just, and we start going the same way me and Brian go off, like we start going off and then we, oh, yeah. and you're able to, and I think, and I'm, I'm going to end it with this. Um, I think the way we open up those conversations with culture code mm-hmm. and stuff, it yeah. provides like that. I don't know about for you, Brian, but it informs me. I know how this conversation going to go. Oh yeah. Just God. depending on you know, we we had another guest, a more recent guest. Right, that we was excited about them coming and we was asking these culture code quick and they gave us the most PR prepared answers for like regular personality questions. And we yeah, just like, like and me and Brian text each other then and was like, Yep. And and we and the interview ended up being cool. Yeah. But even Asha, who don't listen to podcasts, she don't listen to podcasts, period. But I felt like when we was going somewhere, we were driving. I think we were driving to Memphis, and I had a plan. Mm-hmm. She was like, did he want to be on the show? Like, she even picked <laughs> up on it. I'm like, I said, he did. I said, he did. he did. I said, he was booked and everything. I said, but I just Oof. think he I think he was trying to save face. And it was, and here's the thing. When we got off that camera, he gave us the same compliment. He ended mm-hmm. up opening up a ton. He yeah. like so. I was like, "Where was this?" And he and the way he opened up, it wasn't even like provocative statements. It wasn't anything risque, but it was his personal- personality. I'm like, where was yeah, this man. guy? Yes, oh, right. <laughs> where was like, this guy? Yeah, yeah, and and that that was really bothersome because it was like, like this is the person we needed for the podcast. Like, not this this PR, not this person yeah. who's trying to act you know this you know trying to maintain a certain level of you know um well you know that's how life like no like just give us just give us the real deal honest conversation um because we're gonna give we're gonna give you that he had a story listen (laughs) listen so like just give us the real deal man this would be a great a great episode but we it ended up working out. Let me say, it ended up working out in terms of you know we were able to kind of push mm-hmm. the conversation where we wanted to go and stuff like that. But it was definitely like pulling teeth, and it was like, come on, man. Well, we were definitely texting each other like, uh, let's wrap this thing up because this this ain't this ain't it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so within that, that was a lesson learned. Uh, we've been learning throughout the process 
uh, throughout the show. So what do we think some lessons that you may have learned um, throughout these these hundred episodes? Um, Man, I've learned, you know, I've become a, an audio editor. So <laughs> I feel like, you know, I'm a semi-pro at that. Um, just some insight to some of our roles. I, you know, audio produce all of our episodes. And, um, you know, I feel like whenever we get to the place, which I hope we get to that very soon, when we hire an editor, I am going to be so anal. Um, because I feel like if I can do this and learn it from YouTube videos and playing around, um, with different systems and things like that, a professional betting I have not one mistake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on this year on this year's show um right. but yeah lessons learned is just some of the and even like the back end stuff like knowing how podcasts are uploaded and right um figuring out all these technology systems and platforms and some of the nuances of getting guests it's just been a it's been a it's been a pleasure learning the the business of podcasting um mm-hmm. so i would say that and 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 then also understanding that like the the title and theme of our show is real so I yeah. talked about the reset we just had, like, that's because we were trying to figure out life yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it manifested itself. So sometimes it it means, you know, yeah, because we record on Wednesdays and release on Thursdays, but maybe that means we record on a Monday because we're going on vacation right. or mm-hmm. maybe that means that we just take a break because we're tired or, you know, maybe we don't take a break this Christmas. I mean, we're going to take a break this Christmas, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? But maybe it means we, you know, we jump up out, we jump out of our norms you know what I'm saying? And we're not so stringent to like, we have our processes and we have our docket yeah. and things like that, that guide us. But, you know, I'm also learning the flexibility of, because being a podcast is, you know, tapping into that create, you're being a, you're creative. Yeah. So, you know, and with being a creative, I think you have to be open to spontaneity and things of that yeah. nature. So, um, being willing to be flexible, blessed are the flexible for they shall not be. And ain't that what some mother, Said to yeah, mother, uh, mother McGrew, mother Edith L. McGrew. Is she dead? She died. She she's in heaven. I'm looking over the banner server heaven, just okay. waving, okay. <laughs> waving. Um, yeah, I'm I gonna pick you back on. on the, I thought them she, was, them was some wings to fly on up out of here, but I thought she, <laughs> she didn't flew out of here. She didn't flew out. Edith L. McGrew, bless your mother. Uh, rest up. Um, I'm gonna pick it back on that too. In terms of like lessons learned, one thing I did learn is the fact of like. Our schedules were completely different when we first started the, the podcast. Um, like, meaning mm-hmm. my schedule wasn't as busy, none of that stuff. Um, your schedule wasn't as busy. And then recently, within the last, this year, at the beginning of the year, we said we're going to be booked and busy this year. And little did we know how booked and busy we was going to be. Um, like, mm-hmm. Josh has a bunch of writing assignments and is doing crazy numbers in in, in his writing, which is definitely a superpower, writing for all different companies and going this place and that place, and also working full-time and traveling for his current role. Um, I've been doing a whole lot of traveling for my role, so it's been kind of crazy to kind of do that connection. Um, So really trying to figure that out as far as how to balance that schedule. Um, Being exhausted from our work roles our actual nine to fives getting paid roles and then having to build up the um what's the word build up the strength and the mental um toughness to do to do a podcast like josh said be creative 
mm-hmm. after you you're tired, right? Because you have to get on this microphone and you can't get on here and just be like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" You know, what's, you really have to. We got to give personality. We got to give personality, even when there's times where I think I've said it before. Like, man, I'm I'm exhausted. That Josh, you got to hold this one. Josh, get on. Say, man, I'm tired, brother. We got you got to hold this one. Like, we literally have to come on and really push through whatever we went through that day, that week, and get on here because we knew and we know that somebody is waiting on this podcast. On Thursday, somebody's looking for this podcast. On Friday, somebody's looking for this podcast. And y'all niggas will let us know that y'all was looking for it. So kudos to y'all because y'all let us know. And that's a big lesson learned to know that um, we understand that our families are tied to what we have to do, our kids, our, our wives, right? Um co-workers but there are little people who we've never met before who are waiting for us to give them it was a word that we used before a pocket of joy for that week and who knows that if you know we get on here and we're whack and we're just boring like that we're missing out on giving somebody that pocket of joy that may help them get to the next week um so that was something i would say a lesson that i've learned is the importance of really just doing you um, I have another one. I don't want to go. I feel like I've been talking a long time, um, but it kind of deals with personal growth. So I'm going to throw it back to you, but I'm going to come back to me after that. But what are some areas of, I think is as far as personal growth that you've experienced uh, during this podcast? Um, sure. I would say um, while me and Brian ain't had no like deep fallouts, I'm, I'm referencing the reset that we just had because I think it was an important moment in the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think the beauty of understanding the balance of working with friends and tapering Mm -hmm. those expectations. Um, So while we both were busy, it was like one of those things to where, okay, is this important? Because I think I text Brian was like, are we still podcasting? Um, And so, you know, so it's just understanding, you know what I'm saying, where we are in life and, you know, not letting, I don't want to say like slack per se, but I I want to say like, not having that total perspective cloud right. how you may end up feeling about a friend um, and learning how to mitigate and back. Cause I've heard the horror stories of people who got into business together mm-hmm. or started doing projects together who learned that they literally could not work together um, mm-hmm. and it destroyed their friendship. And I, you know, and it gets even worse when you start making money and things like that. Right. So right, right, um, right. for me, it was learning to separate. When we talk about the podcast, let's talk. Now, because we're friends, there are always moments where we start mm-hmm. talking about the show and we may, you know, shift to something else. But for the right. most part, when we are scheduled to talk about this podcast, we talk about this podcast and then mm-hmm. everything else, you know, can wait till the text message or once we're done. Mm-hmm. Even when we get on the show, like when we log in, we may check in real quick. But those first few minutes outside of how you doing is like, hey, bro. So, you know, I took this out the dock of the bribe. Like, man, really want mm-hmm. that. Like we, we're, we're it's about. To, and when we cut off is mm-hmm. when we start updating ourselves about life and how our day was right, and right. how our spouses got on our nerves and what our kids are doing <laughs> and, right. and all that other kind of stuff. Um, so for me, the biggest level of personal growth was really learn building up the muscle of um the separation of personal and business how about you um authenticity which is Mm, interesting that's a good one um like i'm not a fake person but you know growing up in our reformation um and we're we're not allowed in a lot of 
opportunity or to allow, allow a lot of spaces to really be us. That's really good, Brian. Um, so you probably listened to the first few episodes I was on here, which is interesting. The first episode I was on was regarding authenticity, right? And <laughs> listen to from listen to the the maturation or the evolution of authenticity from that episode till now. Where that first episode, I was like, I don't want to say or do anything that's going to put me in a negative light. You know, I don't want to really let people into who I really am and all that kind of stuff. And granted, we still don't put everything out here. But I think the being this podcast has helped me really be um, like hell authentic with like who I am. Right. Like in terms of like being honest and truthful to um, who I am, what I like, what I dislike, my, my boundaries, all that kind of stuff. I feel like this has pushed me. Um, to a place in the space of just like, you know, I'm just going to really just do me. And if you got a problem with it, like, nigga, I'm grown. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you, unless we share the same last name and the Big same grown. address, same last name and same address, there's only so much that we can do, right? So if Brooklyn has a concern, she can talk, <laughs> but she, you know what I'm saying? If Lauren has a concern, I may make some changes. Maybe my mom, you know. Some people that are really close to me, I may take some suggestions here and there and say, hey, y'all doing this, this, and that. You know, maybe your parents, right? But other than that, like, we get people who, you know, who listen to this podcast, I'm pretty sure have said negative things about us, and y'all preach us, and y'all talk about this and talk about that. And at this point, at one point, I really cared. Um, But two years and 100 episodes in, I'm like, I again, if we don't share the same address and last name, then I really do not care um, about what you think, how you think. Um, that's that's the biggest thing. Authenticity has really, my authenticity has changed and shifted so much more during this podcast. That's the area of growth, I will say, um, that I'm way more uh, open with who I am and my true self than I had ever been before. And as your friend, brother, and co-host, I can agree. Um yeah. Cause I feel like the Brian that we get in text messages and stuff, not that again, we hold back because yeah. I, I am still of the belief that everybody in the world does not deserve the most intimate size of you. Not However, right. to Brian's point, we had a conversation about authenticity and he, he even felt like, and I knew he was holding back a little bit, but I'm not one to force you to say right. something or do something outside of your comfort zone. But at the same time to see him laugh and make the jokes and push those envelopes, um, it's really, really dope, especially if you know Brian, like I've known Brian over the course of 15 mm. years. Um, yeah. So it's really great to see that. And even for myself, like there were spaces and things. Like I think out of our friend group, I feel like I've always been the most, the one with the most level of candor, I will say. <laughs> um, but, but, even, <laughs> but even in that, right, there was still some things I still wouldn't say publicly or, and that, right. you know, and today I still have some stuff I ain't going to say, but I'm pretty much going to talk about it. Right. Yeah. You know, because going yeah. back to the spin your mouth comment, that was me. I want to be spat <laughs> in the mouth. That was me. <laughs> that was me. And, 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 you know, maybe five years ago, while that still may have been true, I would have never said that. I would have been so worried nah. that some, you know, messy young adult from our former church would have heard that yeah. and reported to her, you know, to her, uh, 
to her dad. I'm, uh, <laughs> was Hello. My I'm just gonna say Hello. it. Say it. And, um, you know, and try <laughs> to get me in trouble because she secretly wanted to steal the position that I was sitting in anyway. Hello. Um, Hello. But I would have been so nervous about that. But mm. today, if I was still a part of that ministry and things like that, and they got back and he's asked me, I was like, well, the Bible says the marriage bed is undefiled. So if I have some spit in my mouth, that's my business. <laughs> Hello. Got nothing to do with you. <laughs> I got nothing to do with you. And the fact that I shared it are the consequences of my choice of saying that nothing to do with you and why does it matter as a married man if that's what i want like, I'm, you know what I'm i, I would have had a yeah. a list of things to you know mm-hmm. but anyway i say i'll let to say that is the podcast has given me a level of freedom and and liberalism and i think as we were at, as we were discovering that i will say there were some times me and brian probably you know you know pushed the envelope and busted that joke <laughs> wide open and but i also feel like <laughs> Also, feel like there are some moments where we've—I think—we've come to a space. And speaking of growth, where we've learned to balance that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it does not mean that there are going to be things that we say that won't be—that's going to be risque, or you know, like, oh my God, did he just say that? Like, for example, the um, the the letter we got about the the person with a little bit of ping, we can't control that. <laughs> Right, it's your fault. You have a little piece. They wrote us. <laughs> go to my right. They wrote the, us, so we we the, now right, right. It, listen, go back. Yeah, if you if you still listening, woman, send your man. Uh, if y'all still together, but no, like so we respond. Now we did make a few jokes. We called a man Peter Ping Peter Peter, but like you know, but that's just kind of stuff. Like we we go we go joke about it, and then like when people talk about scared to get the vaccine, we just kind of went on a rant. And you know, in good Josh fans, I was like, "Yeah, I hear eating booty and ain't getting the backs." Like, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand. Like, and the rant about I know some uh, people hotels, the hotels rant, right, right. And I, you know, what I'm saying? I know some people. I know some people based on the way you smell. You don't wash your butt good, and y'all mm-hmm. out there eating that raw rancid behind. But you scared. Yes. You were scared to get a vaccine. <laughs> so, Hello. but so stuff like that. While it while it is comical, it is one of those things that makes you think like. Come on, y'all. So there will always be things, but I think we've learned not to say things as sound bites. I think yeah. certain authentic reactions yeah. become sound bites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because yeah. again, the spit in my mouth was not playing. We was just talking, and I was like, right here. And that's just, you know, and I said, it, <laughs> it just came. <laughs> and, and if you, and I can't remember what episode it was on, but if you listen, and you can listen to some of the episodes, kind of like today. Mm-hmm. When yeah. Brian did that Tisha Campbell, didn't know anything about it. And <laughs> you can hear my reaction. These are live reactions. And me and Brian are saying, I've been thinking about this particular thing. And I, I wanted your authentic reaction um, <laughs> to stuff. Uh, like there's sometimes I ain't going to tell you what the song of the week is. I'm not going to tell you this. Mm. Or I'm not going to tell you the little intro I'm going to play because I want you, you know, I want your reaction. And sometimes it, it hits and it's cool. And then sometimes it is hilarious. Right, yes. um, which means we need to give y'all more video content because we're not a video we podcast, that. but we can share some of this insight. We're working on um, that. But yeah, I think all of that is personal. And that kind of probably leads, I felt like you were going to ask about future stuff. That, that, that leads to like a future goal um, yes. to share a little bit more yeah. uh, of what we do and how we do it. Yeah, so and like I said, we pretty much gone down memory lane, kind of about past, present, um, uh, future. What do you see or how do you see this show I guess transition. We had a mighty transition from where we started to where we are now. So, what do you see? We did this show? And, and mind you, show. Let, before we say it, because we know we are prophets, right? 
Because things we say on this podcast, hey, come on, show, comes to pass. So where do you see this show going um, for the next 100 episodes? Man, by the time we reach another 100 episodes, we would have a fi- well, I would say we would have our first live event, but we've done it. Um, yeah. But we would have our first like live recording and like for real, for real, like live event. Me and Brian yeah. have, and I will put this in the atmosphere. We've ideated like this, uh, figuring it out for millennials, like unconference type of situation, mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. weekend, like a dear summer type of weekend. And yeah. um, I feel like we're going to be able to do that uh, mm-hmm. and do it really well. I mean, really yeah. well. We've yep. even talked. We've even went so far as to saying, like, we want to replicate the den from like Moesha and create a space yeah. for mm-hmm. Black people to come and relax, and you know, a coffee shop, tea shop, you know, with with a trap gospel hodgepodge. Yeah. Like, you can yeah, walk in there yeah. one day and they be playing Shirley Caesar, and the next day, you know, what I'm saying it's the R.I.P. Just kept the club, right? Uh, so, Listen, so, so dropping my knob, but because but we rip. <laughs> Oh, like Quan on the car, checking me and the job. Um, but yeah, so but but we want what we want. I think one of the things that's close to me and Brian's heart, and I feel like I can say this, is that we want to be able because we grew up in Pentecostal churches where we didn't have we spaces did. where we, we could represent that could represent the duality of how we felt, and we felt yes. convicted when even when we listened to like love music, right? So for yeah. me and Brian, it is critically important to this podcast is one of those spaces. And so yep. to create live spaces where one, you can relax and be authentic and be free, but two, mm-hmm. where you don't feel the pressure of work and family and church, yeah. well, not religion and all these different types of things where you can just exist and be. Like, that's why the self-care portions are so important. And I know sometimes yeah. we skip it, we'll likely skip it today, um, yeah. but uh, but that's why they're so important. You know, that's why we call I am my brothers and sisters keep because it's like, how are you doing? Like, how yeah. is life treating you? And then what are you? And if you know, we start every conversation, me and Brian, me and Brian will literally have talked for hours yeah. upon hours before we record and still go in this podcast and be like, how you doing? Yeah, uh, because it is and it's more than a just a filler question. It is a, I actually care about how my brother is doing, what's going Definitely. on in his life, what's going on in his world. Um, so for the future, I see that I see us tapping into some um, some really big influential guests. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I see us having partnerships um, with brands who align with you know what we talk about and who we are. Um, right. I envision us being like a go-to spot for like, you know, if I want to know what's going on in black businesses or black excellence, let me see who to be. Let me see who was on the blessed report. Like that's the kind of stuff that I, you know, see us being because we did the, um, the black, black Friday list. Right. And I, I remember the first year we did it. We had a few local businesses who was like, how can I get on that list? Like, and we weren't Mm -hmm. even a huge podcast. We was just, but people, Right, notice that we were consistent and shouting mm-hmm. out black businesses. Notice yep. that we put this 10 list together. So maybe you know what I'm saying? So I foresee us being like, you know, in some respects, you know, the go-to place for certain things. And yeah. um, but particularly that niche for black millennials who are just all honest about not knowing anything, a whole lot. We don't we yeah. know a whole lot about nothing. <clears throat> Yeah. And we all just try, even with as much many degrees and wisdom and years of experience that we have, we are so committed to learning and learning, uh, learning and unlearning that this becomes the space where people want to gather and go through that process. 
Yeah. Uh, I would agree with that. I will piggyback on that. Uh, I pray. I already believe that it is currently a safe space. Um, I'm, as you said, we talked about the, 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 the weekend, the getaways and stuff like that. I would love to do some retreats, some jigsaw retreats, maybe go to a cabin and really have like some, maybe some like therapists, you know what I'm saying? On site where we have like a moment of really just opening up, but then also DJ turn the hell up. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that kind of stuff, rest, relaxation, leave your work at home. You know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff would be amazing. Um, I really would love for us to do video. We all talked about video before, um, but also to be like vibe curators. You know what I'm saying? Like the authentic mm. vibe curators, right? I want to say create because black people we just create vibe, but curate like a vibe, like moments of just black people just being black. You walk into a space. It's hella safe. Maybe we can lock up some phones or not want to lock up phones because people want to put something on a gram, but have a place you can just come and just have a great time around great black folks being black and not caring about what's going on in the world. Um, I don't know what we would call it, but just, I feel like that's so necessary in this time. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever that's going mm-hmm. on in the world to just really be you, right? Just be you among other people who are being themselves uh, authentically themselves and we're literally uplifting each other and just having a great time and then going back to where we're going from, uh, going to our houses, our jobs, whatever, feeling much better, uh, feeling seen, feeling appreciated, um, being able to not just really cope with what's going on with life, but really be able to thrive um, uh, in life and what we're doing. So I think that would be a, a great, uh, a great moment um, for us, I think. All right, cool. I am. Um, 100% agreeing with that. I, I agree and really love that idea about curating vibes and being in spaces um, and being in spaces where black people can decompress and let it and have an outlet and things like that. So um, we need to figure out what that looks like because we have our resident therapist, Brandy, um, who has been on the show several times. And so I feel like we could definitely make that happen and find some other people and some resources to create an event like that. Or even if we mix it up with some of the ideas that we've already set out, right? Like Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. But I would just say be on the lookout because some of that stuff is planned. It is, I ain't gonna say planned. It's in the works. And we are, um, you know, actively thinking through what that means and how to engage you all in better ways. Because y'all showed up for the Insecure Watch Party, especially for that being our first event. Um. We thought it was a dope event. I mean, the, and we curated a vibe. Um, we did. So I feel like the next time we do it, it'll be it'll be even better. Anything else you want to add, bro? Because I feel like goal setting is self care, and you know we can get to a question next week. But the, so is there yeah, anything you want to add before we get to the end of the the, the end of the show? No, nah, that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, I'm glad we went through memory lane. I do appreciate you. I do love y'all. Probably keep for the end of the show. But uh, yeah, I was great going down memory lane. Let's go on to the great conversation. We got some stuff we got to talk about. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we're here to greater conversation where we get some things off of our chest. I say it every week, man. Listen, um, tomorrow's not promised, so cuss them out today. So, Josh, what do you have to get off of your chest? The quick thing I want to get off my chest, so I wrote an article about Latrell Sprewell. 
mm. and how he turned down a $21 million contract because he had a family to feed. And unfortunately, um, when he turned that down, it was the last contract he would ever get offered, he ended up filing bankruptcy because of a whole bunch of set of circumstances. But we ended the article really just telling the facts and stating that he's on the path of redemption. He does community relations for the Knicks and is a commentator locally for Madison Square Gardens, right? So uh, I woke up to a, I woke up to a, a hate email this morning. Mm. Um, and the subject line, the subject line was, let me go to it so I can make sure I'm quoting him. Um, Jews own you slave, but you're too stupid to get it. And the mm. message says, so, so what are you making fun of the trail speedwell for not sucking Jew dick and taking cornbread and chitlins for pay? You are a house nigger hard er um i just want to say to this guy i was a little taken aback because i literally read this on the toilet as i was preparing at 5 15 in the morning go to gym at 6 a.m so i was out of like not in total consciousness when i read it and then when i got back i reflected again bro we didn't say any, we didn't make fun of him in fact the story literally out the beginning of the story literally outlines all of like how great he was um, all of his amazing stats, even at his big 30, mid 30 age, people were still offering this man several, several contracts. We didn't go mm. into the details of him choking out his coaches, fighting with uh, players, threatening to kill folk, right. the fake marriage he was in. I ain't going to go into none of that because that's not the kind of outlet that we are. Right. And then even at the end, we was like, although his decision kind of, you know, ended badly for him financially, here's how he's recovering, right? So, I, when, when I told my editor about it, I said, she was like, Josh, are you good? I said, hotel's going to tip, you know, and niggas mm-hmm. going to need it. So I, yeah. I, I, I wasn't completely like bothered by it. But what I will say is that before you come at me, like have valid arguments. You telling me that right. I'm I'm a slave and I'm making fun of him. We didn't make, we literally did not defend. If you Google the trail spree well, far worse things will come up. Yep. And everything that we've noted in terms of his contract declination is common knowledge and we didn't go into the facts about his father again all the negative stuff we could have said we did not say because that's not right. who we are and that's also not who i am as a journalist mm-hmm. i don't do that type right. of work um right. so from integrity's sake i want to say nigga if you're gonna put my name in your mouth at least do it the right way and mm-hmm. that wasn't the right way so that's all i have Especially considering I'm holding my tongues, I got to preach Sunday because there's a few other words I was going to use for that brother. But because I'm consecrating, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it together. All right, bro. On you. All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna choose George. Do you know where that person lives? Do you know? No, never mind. We're gonna talk about that. Um, it was all anonymous and stuff like that. So I okay, so we can't I can't <laughs> roll on nobody. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose Joy this week. Um, and God's I guess that's joy. the. God's great joy. So I guess that's the another. That is the hundredth episode of the Jigsaw. Before we head out, Josh, want to say anything? The Jigsaw. Oh man, that is the one hundredth episode of the Jigsaw. So if that it being is. said, us didn't accept it. That's what it is. We thank y'all so much for joining we us um, every single week. We love y'all. We appreciate you. All the likes, all the support, all the DMs, all the reactions, all the emojis, all the all the things right that you do to help keep us encouraged. Um, no matter what's going on, y'all make it all right. So gotta we be can strong. be strong. Um, <laughs> so you gotta be strong. B B B B B B B B B. Um, so yeah, so we 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 thank y'all so much for all that you do. And as we said in the living room, um, uh, please, please, please be on the lookout for more. Um, uh, me and Brian before 
this week ends or August ends may do something else to commemorate um, our 100th episode. Um, so, you know, be on the lookout for that. We're still talking through what that looks like, but it's something that's definitely going to happen. Um, love y'all, love y'all, love y'all. Can't say it enough. Brian? Um, to continue to show support, uh, let us know who we are and how great, how great we are. Uh, leave some comments, five stars and nothing at all. Uh, please subscribe, tell people, your friends, your neighbors, family members about who we are, what we do. Check us out on all the medias. Uh, check out the website, uh, follow Josh at I am Josh Rogers. Follow me at I am Brian Hare. Um, we do love you and appreciate you all. We will be great without you, but we're even better with you all, um, because you guys are here. We love our puzzle pieces. So before we leave Josh, let the people know what they need to do. Real quick for the one time on the one time. Keep smiling. Keep shining. Knowing you can always count on me. For sure. That's what friends are for. In good times and bad times. I'll be on your side forevermore. Ooh, that's what... <laughs> Friends are. Remember, you can only do what you can while you can in the very best ways that you can. But in all of your doing, please do not get caught with your work undone. For <laughs> love y'all so much. See y'all at one on one. Nigga.